Yins guys. Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today is March 6th. I have no idea how I'm going to do this today. Let's go Bucks. My name is Josh, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother, Jake. What's going on, Jake? Uh, not much, man. How you doing? Well, I'm uh, It's not sounding like me again. Just continue to lose my voice, continue to get sick. Now, this one's not really a sick. This was more of like an allergy thing, but it started here, and it's just the, op- it's just the, the, the ability of my body to fight things off right now. Is that Easton? Oh, that was Roxy. Roxy. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Roxy. I've always said that. Anyway, um, it's just the ability to fight things off is not there. And it's getting better. Uh, I've been doing some different things, uh, doing some shakes and stuff. So I feel like this one was only a few days, but it did move into my throat, caused me to lose my voice, and I'm back on the upswing. So um, good deal. it's a good deal. Uh How's things going, man? Uh, it's, it's, we're in a weird funk. Yeah. Have you it's been, crazy. like, tell me this. Have you been upset this week, like, just because of all this CBA stuff? Yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing, the only saving grace I have right now is softball season's right around the corner, so I've been kind of starting to get get a handle on that stuff. You know, getting yeah. injured already is always fun. Yeah. Um, it sucks getting but, old. Uh, it, yeah, it does. Hey, I'm gone. <laughs> I have no camera. Yeah, um, keep talking about that. I I guess I have to switch batteries. <laughs> yeah, so playing third base and slow pitch softball. There's your uh, biggest way, easiest way to get hurt is they're they're hitting the ball over a hundred miles an hour at you. Went to field a ball, got it off the pinky a little bit. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. I may have to bat left-handed for a little bit, but that's all right. That's why I work on it. But trying to get ramped up for the season coming up. Got a couple tournaments at the end of March. So tell me. Times. So tell me, uh, have you been have you been getting into like wa- watching the college baseball games and stuff? A little bit here and there. Um, I typically because I use ESPN Plus a lot to watch the games. Um, I'll look through and I'll see who's playing. Usually, I'll find like a ranked team at least one of the teams that's playing ranked. Sometimes it's a local-ish. I say local-ish team because Kent State, I watched a little bit of their game. With it. They're, you know, it's an, it's an hour plus away, but I consider that a little. See them on TV is kind right. of cool. I, I got to play against them when I was in college, so you know, getting to watch them play a little bit, that was fun. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was watching Ole Miss earlier today. So you're diving right in. Yeah, I, I, I'm all, I'm in. I'm, I'm trying. So I have a hard time getting into the the college games. I, I just, I just have a hard time. I, I the the quality for me is, is not quite there, and so I'm I'm having a hard time really getting into it. Um, I I I can get into college softball though. College softball is fun. I I, I get into both. Okay. I, I just, there's something about the metal bat softball. I'm used to it. Composite bat, whatever you want to call it softball. I'm right. used to it. Um, but when it comes to baseball, like I just, I like the crack of the bat. I like the, I like the wood bat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I so, think, I think part of the, part of mine is I'm around high school baseball a lot. So I get that sound a lot. Yeah, there is a familiarity with it when it comes to that, uh, and I'm not around that, so I, I guess I can right. understand that. So, is there anything sticking out like with the college stuff? Because I mean, this is baseball right now. That you know, we're going to get into our CBA stuff. Uh, we we are, but right now it, it's just the idea of like, you know, we're trying to get in and we're trying to see baseball. Yeah. But anyone you're watching, you said you're watching a little bit of Kent State. Is there any you know? No one in particular. I mean, I've noticed because. How could you not notice the first baseman from NC State, Tommy White? Is that Tommy first, Tanks? <laughs> I don't know. If, I haven't heard him call him that. I feel like there's be. a. I feel like it I hear well people talking be, about he hits tanks. I keep feeling like there's somebody, and I thought that somebody was telling me that, or not telling me, but 
was saying that his name is actually Tommy Tanks. Well, this guy's actual name is Tommy White, so. Is it the same guy? The freshman? Yeah, he's a freshman. Through, the, through their first 12 games, he's batting 431 with nine homers. Yeah, okay. They are calling him Tommy Tanks. When somebody said Tommy Tanks, I was like, that can't be right. That has to be a nickname. <laughs> it's a nickname. Uh, I did see that. I mean, this dude's power is unbelievable. Uh, when he was in high school, which I believe they're all high school seniors, they go play the Under Armour game in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He won the home run derby last year at that. And then he comes in to NC State as a freshman. He's already hit nine homers through 12 games. It's, that's insane. Yeah. Okay. Um, he does already have three errors, though. I don't care. So it's not like he's an all-around, just There's a monster. There's a DH in every league now. <laughs> I don't care. Um, right now, we do not know when the season will start, right? And it's scheduled for April 12th, um, and, and we just we don't know. We we have uh, obvious speculation that it's not going to be April 12th. You know what I mean? Right. It, it yeah. definitely looks like it's going to be longer than that. Um. The AAA season, we'll get into talking about AAA and AA and all that stuff, but the AAA season is uh, is coming up April 5th, and then AA and the rest of them will start a little bit after that. Um, so there is something to look forward to, but until then, I mean, it's really just the college stuff that, that yeah. we have in front of us, and there's, there's not really anything else. Um, but Altoona is going to be in Akron uh, last weekend of April. Yeah. So I know there's plenty of you guys that are planning on going up there. I know I've already seen some people that are planning on going up. Um, but we're gonna I'm gonna try to go up. I don't know if you're able to to go up that weekend, either that Friday or Saturday, but um Yeah, I'll definitely be looking into it. Yeah, we're as gonna it gets tr- closer. We're gonna try to go up there and, and go see Altoona. And obviously we don't know, you know, who's gonna be playing. We know we should right. see Nick Gonzalez. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so Columbus is closer to me. Uh, I usually go down and see Indianapolis there, but they're not going to be there till like July. So hopefully there's real baseball to watch by that time. Real baseball. Yeah. Uh, pro baseball. Uh, pro baseball. Uh, <laughs> Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball to watch at that time. So hopefully we're there. Um but if any of these guys get an opportunity to go down to Altoona, we'd like to hear about it. We'd like to hear from you guys and tell us, hey, we, you know, we made it down to Altoona. It was awesome. Or it was, yeah. it's not the same or whatever. But I know there's been a lot of good talks about minor league baseball recently. Twitter's been kind of bouncing about it and talking about how good they've, you know, that they have, a good of a time they have going to minor league games and stuff like that. So, yeah. So there's it's that. Been nice. It's been nice too, like, because the minor league camps have gotten underway a little bit. And, yeah, uh, I've been I've been, it's been the Pirates Snapchat's been popping up on my on my thing and watching Bubba Chandler throw a little bit of a bullpen, watching a couple different guys hit. Yeah, it's just nice to see. I just yeah. wish it was all of them. Yep. And there was a lot of coverage. I mean, I'm obviously I'm uh, I'm on Twitter a lot. And so I see a lot of the videos and stuff coming through on Twitter. Um, you do the Snapchat thing. Uh, I, I miss the boat a little bit on on Instagram. I don't do it as much, but. Man, Snap! I've never had Snapchat. Never had TikTok. All those. I, I pretty much only got Snapchat because the wife wanted to use it, and yeah, we started we started <laughs> using it back and forth. So anyway, with uh, without further ado, we're ten minutes in, and I know that this is the thing we got to talk about the CBA. We got to talk about the season that's not starting. We got to talk about all these things. And it, and we didn't come out with the declaration right away at the beginning of this. I know that we're doing weekly stuff and the and all that stuff was going on since our last episode has been released. But we assume, and maybe that's uh, no, nah, I think it's okay to assume. We assume that you guys have listened to other people, you've seen the headlines, you know what's going on. And so, I didn't feel like going in as if it was any breaking news when all this stuff happened, and here we are a week later. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, this is to me, this is sad. This is where I'm at with it. And I think that we're going to spend a lot of time here. You and I, we're going to talk about less about the, we'll probably cover some, uh, what do you call it? Logistics. 
But I think that our intent right now is just to kind of share a little bit about how we're feeling. Oh no, feelings. I mean, I'm not, you know, going to do feelings. Not necessarily feel. I'm not going to talk about my feelings. Hold on a second. I got something for you here. Don't be talking about no feelings. I don't want to have to punch you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. Farley was one of the best, dude. (laughs) Anyway, um, I had a really hard time taking notes this week. I am someone, if you've ever watched the YouTube uh, of our podcast, you would know that I'm someone who depends heavily on my notes because I'm constantly doing one of these things, looking over. And and if you're not watching, I'm, I'm just looking to the left of everything. And I, I do constantly look at my notes. Uh, we also talk about how we like to ramble and we like mm-hmm. to go off on tangents, which is why I love notes because sometimes I'm able to reel myself in. But anyway, I had a hard time with the notes. Like I was, I would, I would start taking some notes of things I wanted to talk about early in the week after everything. And I would just get so mad or I'd get upset. And then, you know, I'd, one of my kids would come in and be like, no, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's not, that's not fair. <laughs> They don't know about this. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously I'm not like screaming at my kids, but there is like a feeling where you're just like, man, I'm frustrated already. And if, and if anybody out there, if you guys have kids, like, you know, that it can be frustrating sometimes. So it's better that I just didn't add something to it. And so I had to just, you know, just thinking about this stuff and thinking about what we were going to talk about. I was like, forget it, man. And I had to like unplug for a couple of days because I was like, I already know there's no baseball. And it was, and it kind of not made me mad that there wasn't going to be baseball. What made me upset was I feel like I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I think that's where it is. And I feel like, um, my first point that I want to bring up here is that everyone that's already talked about this all week, there's been podcasts, there's been, uh, news, you know, blogs, there's been ESPN and whatever. And they've all, they've already told you who the blame goes to. And I'm done with taking sides. I'm done with blaming. There are obvious, like, excuse me. I obviously have, uh, throughout this time have been, I've leaned the the player's way and I still kind I still lean the player's way here. Um, I mean, it's part of me. It's part of who I've, who I've been. Um, is my video locked up again? Yeah, it's frozen. Is your video frozen? Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well let's just uh let's just keep going and we'll we'll just see we'll see what's going on. Up. Yeah. Uh tell you what, let's pause. We're gonna try to get this figured out and we'll come back and we'll get into all this stuff. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Audio podcast available on your favorite podcast platform. Video podcast available on YouTube. Follow subs, likes, comments, replies. All that helps. Talk to us. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. And uh, what a fiasco. This is Ben, and if you hear a hum in the background on my mic, I am apologizing. I have a fan on. Basically, before we started recording, I noticed that the thermostat on the other side of the wall read 76 degrees, and I was like, oh, man, that's going to be a warm one, not thinking that it was going to like interfere with everything and my computer was going to get too hot and lock up. So here we are. We are going to, we're going to keep this thing going and hope that we don't crash again. And if we do, this will probably just be an audio only. And you guys won't even really know about this because I can edit everything out when it's audio only. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) this is ridiculous. Um, This is the, this is the, this is our, this is our weather. We just have the heat on. It's been freezing cold. And then so it Mm -hmm. gets hot outside or warm outside, and then nothing happens inside. Um, You know, next Saturday, it's supposed to snow again. Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) All right. It's insane. So anyway, let's let's get back into this, and I apologize for this. Um, It wasn't just that my video stopped. For those of you who only listen to the audio portion of this and you don't care about the video, it wasn't just that. 
I mean, my whole computer, like my mouse would barely move. And so uh, it, something had to be done. Anyway, um, we were talking about blaming. We were talking about uh, the different blaming from either side, whether it's the owners or the players' fault and all that kind of stuff. And uh, as much as I know that the owners slipped a bunch of crappy stuff into the deal, uh, I wanted the players to sign. I just wanted them to say, hey, this is good enough. The younger players are paid more. Let's make it happen. And it doesn't seem that it, it's really that easy. Um, we find out later that there was a bunch of things that were kind of slipped in and, you know, that it was a really bad deal. Um, if you were one of the ones that said, I knew they weren't going to make this happen. Um, you, yeah, dude, you didn't win anything. Mm -mm. This was not an argument that you won. This is not a position. This is not an opportunity for you to say, I told you so. We all lose here. We all lose. None of us are getting baseball. Um, also, speaking of losing and winning, like I don't want the owners to lose. That's not my goal either. I want right. everybody to win. I want baseball. And so, you know, I just think we owe it to go over that narrative a little bit and kind of what happened. Monday night was crazy. I refused to go to sleep. I just wanted to stay up. And I said, I'm not going to bed until this thing's done. And then it turned out it went to the next day. And everybody thought, excuse me, everybody thought that it was going to get done. I did. I thought it was going to get done. And, you know, it was all for nothing. And then the owners come out and they say, best and final offer, here it is. And apparently it was bad. But I thought when they first put it out there that it was really good. Everything looked good. Everything looked like it was going the right way. Um, what The problem with all that was that the narrative that was being pushed and all of the things that were being put out there all of the sources were on the owner's side. And that's what that's what kind of threw everything off. Um man. <laughs> Dude, this if this isn't upsetting to you, if this wasn't something that you had to sit back and I know that we we all kind of deal with this differently, right? I'm kind of a, mm -hmm. a, a silent mad guy. <laughs> so I kind of get, you know, I kind of lose my words when I get upset at things. But I was watching MLB Network and just having a really hard time knowing what happened to Ken Rosenthal and knowing that, if, you, if you're not aware, he is not on MLB Network anymore because he was critical of the ownership and because he was critical of Rob Manfred. And they basically said, we don't need that narrative on our channel. I don't mind when they cover baseball. They, they cover baseball, they cover the games, they cover baseball. It's no right. big deal. But right. when this stuff happened and it was all different and it was all like, yeah, this is looking good. And then all of a sudden the players didn't take it. And you're kind of like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, we need to keep in mind that the, the owners are the ones that lock the players out. This isn't a strike. And if the right. players feel like they're getting a raw deal, that's, you know, they have, they have a right to, uh, somebody kind of put up on Twitter. It was like, Hey, if your boss just all of a sudden told you that you need to take $10 an hour or else I'm not letting you work. Not like you can go find a job somewhere else. Well, certainly you could. You could go and start looking elsewhere and find another job. Consider that the players can't do that. Right. They're literally locked into a, a, a corner and, they're, and the owners are saying, take $10 an hour or I'm not letting you work. Like they're not allowed. And that sucks. Like we have the yeah. ability to say, I'll just go work somewhere else. You know what right. I mean? Kind of a bummer. Um, I I just had a you know I I felt that uh, the I feel like the players feel like this thing's important, and I don't think that we know why. I think that we know why. I think there are reasons there, right. but to me, I feel like there's something else. Do you have something that bigger. feeling? Something bigger that maybe we don't really understand or know. I'm sure. I'm positive. There's more to it than what I understand, <laughs> because I like I'll, I'll read some of the stuff, and I'm just. I get lost. I don't understand a lot of it, but you know, I try to look at what numbers are being presented and I see, I, I look at just the, the things that I can, can make sense of and try to figure that aspect of it out. That's yeah. where I fall. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so you know we know, or at least, um, at least we have the ability to know that payroll is not in line with revenue in baseball. We know that baseball right. makes a lot of money. We know that the payroll is where it is. Uh, we know that the top five percent have no problem getting paid. We know that right. the the bottom sixty five seventy percent have a big problem getting paid. Um, Major League Baseball is still making a ton of money, uh, and payroll does not cover fifty percent of that revenue. Every other league does, baseball doesn't, and we're not going to go deep into this. I know that a lot of Pittsburgh uh, is screaming salary cap as loud as they can, and why not? All those other leagues have it, right? And all those other leagues have 50% of payroll. All those other leagues, the payroll, when, when revenue goes up, payroll goes up. So yeah. why not? Why not yell it at the top of your lungs? I am not a person that is 100% sold on a salary cap. Um, however, the more it goes, the more things sound intriguing to me. I don't think it'll work in baseball. I think baseball is a completely different animal. I don't think it'll work. Uh, the biggest thing for me is the players aren't talking about it. The owners aren't talking about it. Neither one of them want it. Right. The players feel like that limits spending. The owners feel like it forces spending. Neither one of them want it. The truth right. is, is it probably does do both of those things. And, <laughs> and, and that probably makes it better for at least competitive balance. However, there's, there's not a lot of parity in the other sports either. It's the same teams that are always there. Yeah. So I, I don't know that it fixes that, that competitive balance. It does fix the, the, the fact that all of the teams will be working with the same amount of money. That's what it fixes. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're going to do it well, and it doesn't mean that Bob Nutting will definitely be on the very bottom of that every single time. Right. I don't think that the problem is a salary cap as much as it is a salary cap system. As much as it is you got an owner that's not spending money. Right. The problem's really there. However, the thing about a salary cap system is the floor. That's what baseball doesn't have. It does have a cap. And I know that we've talked about this before, and I know that it's been like, oh, here he goes again. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is that this number not only is acting as a cap, but I, the, I think it's starting to be clear that from the very beginning, the owners intended it to be a cap. Yeah. And that's been shown over and over and over again. There are teams who could spend more than that, who are using that. The Yankees in general. Every once in a while, you see them saying, we want to get under that cap. What are you talking about? Why? You've got the money. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know. All revenue is estimated, so we don't know this. But there's been a lot of reports out saying that the Yankees payroll accounts for about 34% of revenue. Like I said, you'll have to check all those facts. And I don't know that you'll ever get there because a lot of revenue is estimated. But that's really, really, really low. Yeah, it is. So anyway, I know that that's part of it. But you get those younger players' salaries up, and, and a lot of that takes care of itself. And I, I know agree. that the biggest thing for me is the younger players, and, and that's where I'm at. Um, I thought that most of that was like, oh, we want the kickback from the tax. We don't want to have to pay the tax. But it, it's, it's different than that. They intended it to be. Um, but... It's the small market teams that aren't letting that CBT raise up and within good reason. They're saying, no, I don't want that gap to be further away. Guess what? The gap could be closer if you would just spend money. Right. But whatever. I, I, I don't know, guys. This is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. And I'm not trying to pretend to know. I am just, at this point, I'm, I'm speaking out of frustration. I'm speaking out of a lot of unknowns. I'm not like convicted in the things that I'm telling you guys right now. Literally, I am confused and frustrated. I do know that there, that as far as the salary cap conversation, as far as that salary cap system, it exists about 85% in Pittsburgh and hardly anywhere else. And mm. if that's disheartening to you, then that means that you're somebody who's saying, man, the only way the Pirates are going to compete is if that system gets put in place. And if you believe that, I'm not telling you you're right or wrong. I, I'm not there, <laughs> but what I am telling you is it's not going to happen. Nobody's talking about it outside of us. So I, I just don't think that that's something worth getting real. I mean, maybe the narrative changes for the next CBA. 
maybe somehow there's a movement that starts and and people understand the the value of that or i don't even i don't know guys i i i, I think i want to move on <laughs> i think i'm talking <laughs> circles at this point uh and that's basically to my next point is we've all found out that we actually know nothing and i go back to the point that says if you are someone who's out there trying to say that you got this right you're not only wrong about the fact that you got it right but this isn't a win for anyone Mm-mm. and if you try to say i told you so i'm convinced you hate baseball uh, maybe that's maybe that's divisive i don't want to say that because i'm still it i do want to say though it's not a win you're bragging it's about not, losing it's right you the ultimate want, goal is to get baseball back going playing games let's let's get a deal done you didn't win this sucks it really does and it's going to continue to mhm and it sucks for all of us if you really want a victory out of this just because you were right and i told you guys last week that whether or not i thought a deal was going to be done which by the way going into monday i did not monday night i actually thought it was going to happen because of the way the narrative was pushed you know <clears throat> i i did not stay up for all that i i went to bed but when i went to bed and woke up the next morning and i saw that they had moved the deadline to tuesday yeah. i got my hopes up i'm like oh they're close oh yeah because why would you why would you extend it well, well for the sake of argument we'll say 16 hours because i think they quit early in the morning on tuesday yeah like why would you extend in the morning that so why would you extend that 16 hours if you didn't think you were close yeah well, I'll tell you, you why. Gave, you gave all of baseball fandom false hopes. Well, it was because if the owners extended that and showing that they were close, they changed the narrative. And now they they what they did was they tried to make it look like it was the player's fault. That's exactly just, what they did. It's just really hard. And they it's succeeded. It's really hard for me. In a way, in a way, they, they probably did. But it's hard for me to say... It's the player's fault when it's the owners that won't let them do anything. I know. The owners locked it out. Right. Uh, I had somebody the other day text me, and um, it started off talking about Fubo TV and AT&T Sportsnet (laughs) in Central Ohio. Uh, The Penguins game was blacked out, so I don't know what that means for Pirates when it comes time for the Pirates to be on, but uh, that's what it started out as, and then... You know, we, we got to talking and he said, I just assumed this was all on the players. And I said, that's the narrative that's being pushed to people who aren't paying attention. And I said, the, the, owners, the owners locked the players out. And he said, this isn't a strike. And I'm like, look at this. Look yeah. what they've done. And it's not the same. And you know what? It makes you question all that stuff that happened back in 94. Right. It makes you question the narrative then when everybody was mad at the players. Because the players didn't have an opportunity to speak out. Now we've got all the ability. We can hear the players directly. Eye-opening. If you're not paying attention, seek it out, man. I'm telling you, this is it's a bigger deal than what I think. I, I'm lost. How can we help grow a game that we love if the game we love doesn't seem to love itself? If the owners are willing to say, we don't, care if there's games being played we don't care if the fans get mad we just want to keep making money because we know the revenue comes in whether the fans show up or not right i make a profit even if the fans don't show up if the fans show up i make more of a profit that sucks yeah it does i hate this for the fans i hate it for the sport people are going to give up on baseball because of it if this continues what I make a joke last night? We don't have steroids to bail, bail us out this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do because they're not testing right now. Yeah, so. but you know, I mean, they're going to, and it's all going to come up, and that's also right. Yeah, whatever. I don't I'm more concerned really about recreational drugs at this point than I am juicing. All right. Anyway, but because I'm such a fan of the players, and I'm not. Like I said, I'm not entirely like as far as like who's on whose side. I'm not there. I want it to get done, but I also want it to be fair. 
And right now it's not. It hasn't been fair. And so I understand the players need and want to make it fair. Whatever. I don't care how it gets done at this point for the next five years. And then I'll let my voice be heard that it's still unfair and whatever. Well, see that. And that's my, that's my, one of my points is all I want to say. Like five years is a typical CBA, but, but they signed a two year deal to get the 94 CBA in. Yeah. I don't. So I I don't know. Again, we don't know if it was ever even brought up. But if the if they wanted to get a deal done Monday or Tuesday, I don't see why they couldn't have left a lot of things out, left a lot of things alone, just fix the minimum salary for now because I think they're they're close on that. You know, yeah. a few of the things they've already got. Okay, well, let's just do this for two years, and then we'll come back to the table. Yeah, I, get it, get it, get something done. I want baseball. I want Major League Baseball. Yeah. And I'm, I'm letting this breathe a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, because I feel like that this is like, you know, we're upset about this. So I don't have a problem letting this breathe a little bit. Um, man, you know, this is going to hurt because, because like I said, it's not just a week. It's, it's a couple, you know, it's going to be, there's going to be more pushbacks. <laughs> yeah. May, maybe May. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you one thing. Let's talk about how this impacts uh, <laughs> my personal life. We got baby number three coming May. Mm-hmm. Second week of May. If She always goes early, so first week of May. They're going to start this baseball season. First week of May, whatever. If this runs into baby time, there's a plan in place. And I will tell oh, yeah. you... The other two kids of ours have never missed a Pirates home opener in their life. And Katie said, well, we can't. She's like, if this messes with that? And I was like, uh, yeah, I know. Is there a way we can send them? We've got the tickets. She's yeah. like, yeah, you're taking them. I said, excuse me? She's like, you're taking them. <laughs> I said, I'll take them to the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. But she's like, you take them to the game and, you know, and you come right back. You can only have two people at the hospital right now because of COVID stuff still going on. Yeah. And I'm not very much help at the hospital. <laughs> I turn my head and look at Katie and you okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's not my forte being in the hospital. But anyway, what whatever you think of me. Uh, you know, I've got buy-in, and I don't think it's going to happen anyway. But I mean, if it does, though, we have a plan, and I'm going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> She'll bail out last minute. We can send him with someone else. Okay. No. Anyway, it takes that much time. Anyway, I'll be I'll be hearing back. They'll sleep in the car. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's funny because, like, really, this doesn't. I mean, as much as I'm a fan, like, it's not an impact. Right. Right. I'll tell you who I really hate this for. And this is kind of the big thing that we that we want to get into a little bit. Pirate specific and other teams. You can apply it different names, but the same situation. Uh, The players this hurts the worst right now are the guys who were just added to the 40 man roster. Yeah. O'Neill Cruz and Ronzi Contreras are two that are the at the tip of your tongue. They come to mind right away and they got a cup of coffee in the majors. A cup of coffee. They got a sip, right? They got yeah. a two games and one game and three innings, right? Uh, however, they they got to dip their toe in the water. And there are other guys who were added after the season who've never even been on the 40-man roster for a, during a season. And now they're not able to go and play AAA. And I'm talking about Leover Pagaro, Kanan Smith and Jigba, Jack Sawinski, Travis Swaggerty, right? Mm-hmm. Or was Swaggerty on the 40-man last year? Swaggerty was on the 40-man last year, I do believe. He just did, obviously didn't come up. To, uh, so then you talk about the guys who were on the 40-man. Oh, Diego Castillo, too, on that list. Then you talk mm-hmm. about the guys who were on the 40-man, got a little, like Miguel Yahure, Tucapita Marcano's played some games, not with us, but played some in San Diego. Rodolfo Castro got some games. 
those guys are all still assumed to be in the minors to start things off, and they can't play now. So AAA is going to get started without Diego Castillo being there, Miguel Ujure being there, Ronzi Contreras, O'Neill Cruz, assuming he's there, maybe, you know, whatever happens with him, Kanan Smith and Jigba, Jack Swinski, Travis Swaggerty, Tukapita Marcano. All those guys should have been at AAA. Yeah. And now they're not. And then you can add Leover Piguero, who will probably start off in double A. Um, I would assume double A. Yeah. He's young, but double A, I would think. I think he's moving quick. Uh, all those guys are not going to be in triple A. So now there's other things that have to move, but that's all fine. The other things that have to move are fine. What isn't fine is we kind of need those guys to play in order for our success right. to, to go well. It limits the number of guys who are going to be able to be there. Yeah. So it already, you know, you're talking about a, a list of guys. Uh, sorry. A list of guys who missed already 2020. And I'm telling you, if you've got a heart at all, you feel the most for a guy like Travis Swaggerty. Missed 2020, yeah. came out in 2021, and everybody was like, this guy could be called up this year. And what, 12 games in, got injured and lost the rest of 2021. Now he's missed out on two years of baseball added to the 40 man roster and could possibly miss out on a third straight year. If this thing goes all year. Right. That's, that he may never awful. work out because of this. Right. It may be, you know, and, and, and I'll tell you what, if he does work out, that's a story mm -hmm. to, in my opinion, yeah, that's one of those yeah. quote unquote, great stories. Yeah. Those are the They're guys that I'm like, this is bad. And this is happening everywhere. Anybody who this November, this past November, was added to the 40-man roster is in the worst part of that. Yeah. Because they've never been a part of a major league team, and as soon as they are, they're locked out and they can't do a dang thing. And that's the thing that bugs me the most, I think. We need these players to be a part of the future for the Pirates. And, I mean, that's not a small list. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys that I just yeah. talked about. And some of those guys, you know, if you're listening here, you might say, ah, O'Neill Cruz is a, is a unicorn. It's not going to work out. You might say, Miguel Yohore is nothing. He doesn't throw hard enough. You might say, Rodolfo Castro, yeah, he's got some power, but that's it. You might say that Travis Swaggerty's a bust. Tucapita Marcano was and never was. You might think all of those things about any of those players. You might also think that Marcano's the next Adam Frazier, that O'Neill Cruz is the next best thing that can happen in Pittsburgh. You might think all of those things, right? And that's fine. But it may not only be the fact that these guys are going to be in Pittsburgh playing baseball. I know that it's been talked about, you know, on some other podcasts. Uh, we might need these guys in trades. <laughs> Yeah. So we need them to perform well, whether it's them coming and playing in Pittsburgh or them being part of a trade to bring in somebody who we really need to fill a hole. All of those things count. That They're all important. Yeah. And I just think that that's, you know, that's going to impact. And we know that we need everything to go right in Pittsburgh to, for things to work out. Right. We can't go out and, you know, not that, to be honest with you, not that these big contracts always work out anyway. Right. The fact is, is we need some of this stuff to work out for us. Um, yeah, and, they would, and if they if they don't have a chance to play and get better, then that's not that's completely the opposite of working out in yeah. our favor. <laughs> like exactly we need them getting reps. Exactly. That's I just think that's the piece that's going to hurt. Uh, it's going to hurt more. Like like I said. For those younger guys, it's going to hurt more than Max Scherzer missing some time. He's, yeah. he's going to be just fine. He's going to be just fine. I don't know. I think yeah. there is some some chatter out there about pay. Some of these guys are getting paid. Uh, like anybody on the 40-man is getting like a little bit of money. Like a little bit of money. There's like a $15,000 thing. I don't know if that's for the year or if that's actually per month. For some guys, it's like, yeah, I, I just, I forget what I read. So I, I didn't really want to make, I didn't want to come out here and say, hey, they're getting some money. If so, uh, I would venture to say Diego Castillo's never made 15000 in a year. I would venture to yeah. say, I know Leo Verpiguero, there's no way that he's made 15000 in a year. So in that yeah. case, maybe it helps those types of guys out. 
Kanan Smith and Jigba, Jack Swinski, those guys have never made 15 grand in a year. You don't make 15 grand in a year until you get to AAA. So that's terrible. Yeah. So those guys, if they are making 15 grand in a month, then they're, they're ecstatic about missing. <laughs> if it, you know, obviously that's not true, but you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. They're, yeah. they're at least saying, I know how to live on 11,000 a year. So if their pay right now is 15,000 for the year, and if they're getting that, if they start getting that based on a $15,000 like yearly contract, they're already bringing in more money than they used to. It's still not helpful. They still need to play. Right. And it's still not. Now, if they're actually getting 15,000 a month, they're blown away by that type of money. They would have gotten that money this year anyway. Cause I forget once you're added to the 40 man roster, your minimum, like your triple a salary of 15,000, or I think what it's going to be in 22 is, is slated to be 18,000. If you're on the 40 man roster, you're not making 18,000. You, you're making like 30,000 or 60,000. I forget what the number is. I think it depends on how many years you've been there on the 40 man, but there, there is a little bit more like it's basically more in line with a real human. Once you're added to the 40 man <laughs> roster where before that yeah. you're not really considered like an honest worker. <laughs> you're in the minor leagues. You're just chasing a dream. It's never going to happen. Making 11 grand a year. If you're lucky, man, that's terrible. Yeah. But anyway, that's for another podcast. Uh, let's go one more step with this. And let's talk about the potential that we've heard nothing different about. You've heard a little bit of ramblings where there, that at least there's a, a push to have the Rule 5 draft canceled. As of right now, the plan was as soon as this thing gets back up, we do a Rule 5 draft. My major problem with that right now is if this thing gets back up in May or June, that Rule 5 draft is going to take place right in the middle of a season. That never happens. No. If that happens now, then that gives the opportunity. We've all talked about, oh, they didn't add. And, you know, the, there's a couple names that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Tanaj Thomas, who is falling out of favor with some people recently even, that there's been some, some questions about him. Uh, but also Mason Martin is kind of the big one. Cal Mitchell's another name that was really spun around in these. They didn't have room in the 40-man roster for them. And we all thought, I don't think anybody's going to go out on a limb and grab Mason Martin to put him in the major leagues with that strikeout rate. Or Cal Mitchell with the inexperience and and whatever. They didn't think that those were really going to happen. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if Mason Martin, if this things that he's been doing in the offseason gives him better pitch recognition and his swing and miss improves, if the Rule 5 draft happens in June or late May even, and you get an opportunity to see Mason Martin for a month or a month plus, if now all of a sudden, if he's turned this thing around and he's crushing balls, oh yeah, I'm taking him. Mm-hmm. Are you going to give the Pirates an opportunity to protect him? You know what right. I'm saying? Things have changed. Yeah. Let's even say this thing, let's say we go like 2020, we played a 60 game season. If you play 60 games or anything less than 100 at this point, I would say like, yeah, I'll take a waiver on that guy. He's yeah, hitting absolutely. with power. If he can continue to 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 improve this swing and miss, heck yeah, I'll put him on my roster for a couple months. And I've heard other people yeah. say things about Mason Martin being a really great candidate because of his power and his swing and miss. They'd be a great candidate for DH, which I'm kind of like, well, I didn't hear these terrible at first base. Right. I don't know that his first base is his weakness. I think at the plate is his weakness right now. The swing and miss is his weakness. I think you could yeah, put him in first base. Big deal. Look at the guys we got playing first base. I mean, no offense to Michael Chavis. I haven't really seen him play a lot. I know he can play first base, but right now we're, we're looking at Yoshi at first base. I mean, I mm. defensively, I'd put Mace Martin right now <laughs> and let Yoshi yeah. do the DH. I'm not worried yeah. about Mason Martin being a DH at this point. I'm worried about him hitting the ball. Right. And if he shows he can hit the ball, somebody could pick that up in a heartbeat. Yeah. Now I did I did read that they they are locking out scouts from other teams. They're gonna see it. But once games once games start, you can't lock the scouts from paying and getting a ticket and going to the game. No. But you can lock them out of the facilities while they're training. 
Looks like my family just got home. You want to say hi live on the podcast? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and close the door. <laughs> Kaylee, ladies That's and gentlemen. Funny. She's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Once they're playing games, they're going to see these games. The, the stats Absolutely. are written down. I, that's not, yeah. I'm not worried about the spring yeah. training stuff right now. I'm worried about that. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, that, that's just more value. Kyle Mitchell could blow up. Mason Martin could blow up. Tanaj Thomas, like I said, even though there's been some things about him lately, what if he blows up? What if Omar Cruz is great? Cody Bolton. There's, more, there's a ton more guys that if they show up, and this isn't, like I said, not just the Pirates. The Pirates could be beneficiaries of something like this too. Imagine if Mason Martin, and I know that he's just the he's the guy, right? He's the guy we want to talk about. That power right. is real. Everything else mm-hmm. is what you're worried about. But just imagine the Pirates being like, uh, can we draft Mason Martin? Is that legal? <laughs> can we please <laughs> keep him? I don't even know if that you're allowed to do that. That'd be hilarious. I would imagine you're not. Imagine though that. This plays a Mason Martin. The only reason I keep bringing up Mason Martin first off is because he's the most popular one to have talks about. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to argue him because he's polarizing because of the power. Yeah. So I like to bring him up and put him in. But think about this for the Pirates. First base is a position of need. Yeah. And there's no answer for us. If it's got to be Mason Martin or it's got to be. I mean, you start to say, like, can you know, uh, there are some that say O'Neill Cruz because of his height, but I think the arm keeps him from that. I think it's right field or shortstop or just DH. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but there's Henry Davis talks, not because he can't catch, but because we need a first baseman. There's Andy Rodriguez talks, which I think he's maybe a little further away than what some are hoping we get a first base option for. But you know what I'm saying? Like if Mason yeah. Martin works out, then he figures first base out for you for, you know, the immediate future. Mm-hmm. If Mason Martin ends up being Pedro Alvarez at the plate, there's a lot of strikeouts there. I'm way excited about his performance. Petey Mason was Martin all, is, Petey, Mason Martin's power transitions to a 40 homer guy. Yeah. Which Pedro never hit 40, but got close. Yeah. 37 that year. Mm-hmm. But still, dude, uh, and and I all I mean is that's a free, like, you just get him. Mm. You just get him. That's, I think that because that would mean things have changed. And the Pirates were hoping things would change for him, but he was going to have to prove it this year. And if he doesn't have to prove it to the Pirates anymore and he just proves it to other people and then they just steal him. I mean, not steal him. It's, it's fair, but you know what I'm saying? Right. It's new information no, that, it. that, they, that they now have. Yeah. It'd be easy to hide him with less than 100 games. And any pitcher on our roster, really. It's easy to hide pitchers. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But I also think that, like, for the Pirates, I think that pitching is a little easier to... We have a lot of it right now. No, yeah, I get that. And I think that we could, like, if somebody takes an Omar Cruz, a Cody Bolton, a Tanaj Thomas, I think we'd be like, man, if he ends up being good, it's kind of one of those... Okay, we missed him. Let's move on. We've got a lot right now. And yeah. so I think that's doable. Plus, you can use other players and other arms and things to get pitchers via trade that are that are ready to make an impact when it's time to make an impact. Like you gotta understand that. When we say the window starts it in you know, opens up for real in twenty four after they have a good year in twenty three, which was our kind of goal or our kind of, you know, read on things. And we're not alone in that. There's a lot of people that believe that, that a window actually opens in 24. That doesn't mean that Anthony Solomedio has to be ready to pitch in 24. That just means that Solomedio has to be good enough to trade for somebody who's ready to pitch in 24. (laughs) Now, obviously, you don't sell the farm, but that's why Sherrington goes out there, and that's why these GMs go out there and acquire a large number of players because mm-hmm. some of them you're going to have to deal away to get somebody who's ready to go when your window's open. Yeah. So, you know, that's why we don't have to get attached to seeing them guys in, in a pirate's uniform, but making an impact for the pirates. And sometimes that means bringing somebody in to be awesome for us. Yeah. And that hasn't happened much. So we'll see if that even plays out that way. 
But we understand that that's very, a very plausible thing to happen. Right. And you hope that we could get to a place where something like that does happen. That maybe you don't get rid of the top five guys, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That you're able to move guys to make an impact. So anyway, um, a couple more things of business here before we finish up and before my computer freezes again. Um, uh, actually, did you have anything else on that? I, I didn't want because I just moved on there after making a point. No, you're good. Okay. Um, like, I, like I said, I was just presenting more options of people that would be possibly gone, even though we can recoup pitching. It, it's still, you're going to, they're going to get to see people. Yeah. Makes it a little bit. So uh, I hope, I hope they cancel it. I do too. I do too. Okay. So the last little bit we have here, <clears throat> there was some news that came out today. Um, excuse me. There was some news on the, the latest players association deal that they've, that they've put out there. Um, looks like they've lowered their player pool bonus down to 80. Once again, that's incremental, but you got to understand that. And, and you, Jake, you were kind of frustrated about the fact that they only went 5 million on this. Um, actually, do you want to make your point there? Do, I know we talked before. Did you, does it kind of make sense what I'm saying? Or do you still kind of? No, I, I totally get what you're saying, but money, the, the money spread out is the money spread out. So I get that, you know, the, the player number. Well, we have to explain that versus, because. Well, go ahead and explain it and then I'll. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, I can. I think part of the gap between 25 million and now 80 million is the fact that they're talking about a different number of players who, who can tap into that pool. Yeah. So, um, this is anybody pre arbitration. It doesn't actually say it on there, but, um, yeah, it doesn't actually say it on this page, but basically the 30 million pool, uh, that the MLB is offering is only for like the top. So many players, in in the war statistic, which we understand the war. I don't care what stat they base it off of, just so there's something available. And I think the war stat's the easiest one. I understand there's going to be like questions about that, but to me, you're just saying they performed, and, and there's going to be a large gap. If a guy, yeah. if a guy who's in his third year is only there for 24 games and he didn't really produce very much, and a guy's in his first year and he produced really good. There has to be an ability to distinct those two with pay. And that's what they're trying to do, which makes it easier on the owners because then the owners say, why would I pay this guy more like minimum salary? Why am I going to keep paying this guy more if he's barely doing anything for me? Where mm -hmm. the players are saying like, hey, bring the minimum salary up, but not maybe to the big number that, that we want, but let's go down to the number that you're talking but make this pool available for guys who actually perform can get compensated better. So anyway, and I think that owners would be happy with that and they've shown that they have, but the, the gap is, and this is where you're getting to the gap is if I think the top 50 players should get money and you think the top 150 players should get money, then obviously our pool size is going to be way off. So I think yeah. if you say, where can we get with those players? Because I have X amount of money per player, however they break that down, and you have X amount of money for... I don't think those numbers are very far away. And they're not. And we touched on that last week. Yeah. You know, they, you know but the fact of the matter is, if, if you're at 80 mil, 85 million and they're at 25 million, <clears throat> you need to come a little bit more than the 5 million. It looks Maybe. like the, it looks like right now they're at thirty million. I'm actually looking at the page, so I I may, I may as well bring that up. Okay, so thirty million MLBP or the owners are at thirty. Yeah, with what thirty players? It actually doesn't say last the number of players was, right now. Last time it was yeah, well, I, think I think it was last time it was thirty and one hundred and fifty. Okay, so I'm saying, why did you come back with? They probably came back with one hundred and fifty again. And dropped at five million, which would be a significant push. Like that would be a significant give on the player side, right? But it doesn't look like a it doesn't look give. like it. Yeah, you got to present it. But we're gonna drop it down to a hundred players, so yes. that I can drop that thirty million dollars. It's yeah, it would I make it a bigger drop. Yeah, math, but yep. But the the drop of the money drop would be a lot more noticeable. Yeah, and I think they would have a better chance at getting 
the the uh, owners to agree to it. Yeah, I think it would definitely make a difference. And I think that's where the gap is. However, I think this is the big thing. Getting younger pay- players who are actually performing a bigger paycheck is incentive-based. And to me, this is the way it should be done. I don't think the players should give much on this. I think they need to get the owners to really, or the league, actually. This is more on the league because yeah. this doesn't even come out of Nutting's pocket. Nutting right. still just has to meet that minimum. Which this is right, the commissioner office. This is, yeah, this is central revenue from what I there's understand. Three, there's, there's really three parties here. You got the commissioner's office, the owners, and the players union. Yeah. The commissioner but, and the yeah, and for the most part, this, working together. Yeah, and for the most part, it's on the owners and not as much from central. But and and that there it's trickle down. Obviously, it all comes from other areas. So I, you know, yeah. I don't like I said, I don't pretend to completely understand it. But the thing is, is uh, the minimum salary thing. They're they're pretty close. They're really close. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the only reason the players are as low as they are is because of this pool. If the pool mm-hmm. goes away, then that minimum salary comes up for the players. So when you say they're close, they're only close because there's money elsewhere that's available. If if they have to come all the way down to only 50 players and 30 million or whatever the numbers are, then all that means is that the player's minimum salary has to go up. If I'm an owner, I'd rather have the pool available because yeah. that tells me that only the guys that are performing well are going to get, only the guys that are super valuable to me are going to get that automatic increase. So I think, and it pays you for what you did right there instead of like just saying, well, blanket, everybody gets a million, which is what I think it should be. I think every every single player should get at least a million dollars. And obviously we're nowhere near that happening. Nowhere near that happening. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how the players will do it is, well, if you perform, you could. You could get a million. We know that like somewhere around 70% of Major League Baseball players do not make a million dollars. Yet the owners make it feel like that's happening. So all the fans who are mad saying millionaires argue with billionaires. No, it's for the most part, it's, yeah, they're arguing with millionaires because those are the only ones in that room. Mm-hmm. But they're representing a lot of thousandaires. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that's the thing is you're just wanting a little more of a push and that's a, it's a fair argument. And so. Yeah. The presenta- presentation's a big deal. I just, I think, and, and if you want to get a deal done and you want to get back on the field, you're, but you I think that lo- you got to present it better. And I think that they've done some things, but the players are very motivated at this point. This is where we say, we yeah. don't know. They're very motivated to make a difference for the next group of people. And I, that's fair. If they're convicted about this, then they should be, you know, like I said, I think there's more that we don't know. I think, well, yeah. we know that they've tried to sneak a lot of things in there and that's, you know, they're, they're trying to make a raw deal and that stinks. Yeah. Owners are doing this on purpose, but I don't know enough to really go into that. So let's finish this thing off. Um, maybe there's a little bit of a feel good here. Maybe MLBPA launched a $1 million fund for the people uh, who are the stadium workers and the others that are impacted by this lockout inadvertently. And so they made this thing out. They said, we're going to, we're going to put this out there. We're going to try to help these people out because they, they aren't part of this, but they're affected by it. I've seen, by the way, I've seen tweets. What about the fans? Dude, you're not financially impacted by this. <laughs> this isn't messing with you. We're, we're Yeah. We love to get to watch it. They don't need to be making some, I don't need to get money. Right. Don't make it about you, even though I understand your desire to just watch baseball. There's obviously something going on here. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing they're doing. I know that this is like a PR move. That's fine. A million dollars, I feel like. I know some people saying like, what's a million dollars going to do? I feel like that'd probably go a long way. Yeah. You're only talking about 15 ballparks. It's only two series right now. Once it extends further, then maybe you'll see some more money come out. But like a million dollars is going to go a long way for only 15 cities. You got to remember, not all 30 cities are playing home games. There's no reason for stadium workers to be impacted by non-home games. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like they're, Mm -hmm. 
And the and the you think about even like restaurants or parking lots. I mean, Pittsburgh doesn't have any. Bob Nutting's not paying for parking. <laughs> like that's all on the city. Those are the people yeah. impacted by parking, not the pirates. I just heard there there's gonna be another lot they're gonna lose this year. The one right uh, right across the street from PNC, they're gonna build an apartment complex right there. Well, but it's not. Yeah, but the pirates. What I'm saying is, somebody else owns that parking lot, not the pirates. Yeah, they don't. They don't have any, they don't have any uh, income coming from parking. It's all city parking. Yeah. So those are the people affected, you know, those mm-hmm. sort of things. You know what I mean? Um, as far as stadium workers, uh, so uh, anyway, the players, I think a million dollars goes a long way is what I'm saying. I, I don't think it's a little bit of money. Like I said, 15 cities at a time. You know what I mean? There's, there's yeah. two teams in one city at that point. So you're talking about 15 cities... With the possibility of it grow, I mean, even then, as soon as you move cities, there's th- that's one city you don't have to worry about. And another, so, fifteen cities at a time. It's not, you know, the math is fifteen, not thirty. Anyway, I think it goes a long way. You got to imagine people that are working at the stadium aren't working for two hundred thousand dollars a year. You know what I'm saying? Like they're making, you know, normal money. It's not going to be out of this world money. Um, anyway. Um, and then the owners came out. Oh, we're we're doing this too, like, <laughs> but we'll we'll do details later. Yeah, because you just came up with this fifteen minutes ago, like an hour after they right. announced that you were like, "Me too." If it makes people feel better, we'll do it too. And I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, you pay these people anyway, and <laughs> you're the one that's locking it out. Like, I would expect right. that you're taking care of those people at least at a yeah. percentage. Like, you remember the pirates during COVID? They were like, "No, no, no, we're going to make sure our people are covered," and it was like, "That's good." You didn't have to do that mm-hmm. because you it wasn't even your decision then. Right. It was the city and the league. But now the owners are like, we're, we're going to do this too. You don't have to come up with a fund. You already have a fund. It's called the money you already have. <laughs> you carried over $300 million from last year of just profit. Well, use some yeah. of that. But whatever. I think it's good that they're going to get taken care of. Because that's one of the other things that people are saying. And like I said, whether you say, oh, it's a PR move or not. Those people don't care if it's a PR move or not. They're getting right. They're getting taken care of. So let's have a feel good about that. I guess um, I don't know if it's worth a hand clap, but at least it's it's one of those layers that you're saying quit being selfish. How about thinking about these people? At least the the people who are financially impacted are going to get help. Yeah. So um, whatever. Is that feel good? Do you, do you like that? I mean, I like it. I do. Is it a feel good or yeah. is it, or do you or do you just read through and say PR crap? No, it's a, it's a, it's a feel good. All right. I, I agree with you. If you think it's just a PR stunt, that's that's fine, but to the people who are getting that, it's they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. They're getting help. Yeah. They're not out of a job now. Right. They're at least, you know, getting something, but uh I was going to go over some of the differences of where they are just because I could share my screen. And I was going to say that if you're watching on YouTube, we could scroll down through there, but we actually are long because of the problems that I had with my computer. So we can, uh, we can wrap it up here. You have any closing thoughts here? I, I know that we're kind of frustrated today and it was a little bit of a slower pace because we were trying to find words in a week that was a little bit odd for us. We're very big baseball fans. Like, dude, I don't, follow any other sport the way that I follow baseball. And I really look forward to just being able to watch games. And I watch a lot of games, not just the pirates, even, you know what I mean? Like when the pirates are over, Mm -hmm. I turn on somebody else uh, because hate me or not, but because of Vin Scully and my late nights watching West coast baseball, I tended to watch the Dodgers a lot, which is also why I always bring up Jock Peterson's name. Because it was during his, you know, his good years there, and I just, I just like a lot of that team and the history and Jackie and Vin Scully, and so hate me that they've got a ton of money, and I kind of root for them, but whatever. Um, it's if you understand why, then it makes a little more sense. But right, it, you know what I mean. If you're gonna hate me because I like Vin Scully and Jackie Robinson, then that's fine. I'm not worried about it. If you hate me because they spend a lot of money and I just tend to root for them when the pirates are out of it, then that's fair. You can hate me for that. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, I mean, just the fact that baseball is gone for me is 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 a bummer because I know that it's not going to be April twelfth. You know what I mean? Yeah. However, I mean, right now, it's not just April twelfth. It's not March thirty first. It's right now. I'd be watching spring training. Right. And college baseball is not doing it for me, and I don't get to see minor league spring training. So I still got to wait for April fifth even to watch minor league baseball. Yeah. Which I'm excited for, but that's still April 5th. So Not I, the way. you know what I'm saying? So anyway, I've been kind of bummed. I know that you guys have probably been kind of bummed. You're either taking this opportunity to be super mad or you're taking this opportunity to be bummed or maybe you're, well, I know you're not giving up on baseball because <laughs> you're listening to us. I know you're not giving up <laughs> on it, right? If you gave yeah. up on it, you'd, you'd give up on us too. And so, you know, I, I'm rambling. Shut me down here. What do you got? <laughs> I just, I just want baseball back. I just, I want a deal done. I want to, just want to move forward. Want to get back to some normality. Um, I know the NFL's cut off their COVID protocols. There's some normalcy coming back in that realm of things. Let's yeah. get baseball back. Let's get, just get more normal. It's been crazy years, but this has been a really bad month. Yeah. For baseball. Yeah, it's been bad. And and like I said, I'm not in that position to say that baseball's dying. We've said that there's some decline involved. But this still hurts. And we said it was going to for these guys that we've talked to recently who are casual and just expect games to start. They haven't been paying attention. This is all hitting them for the first time. What do you mean there's yeah. not going to be baseball? Yeah. And that, so they're already, they're just now getting impacted by it. And I'm telling you, those types of people who just assume it's going to be on and only want to watch the games and they don't care about anything else, those people are the people that are just going to find something else to do. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You'll get them back because I believe you will. I believe baseball's there. But we said this before you're not going to get them back till your team starts winning. Right. You won't get them back before that. The diehards will all be there, but those casual guys, those casual guys and gals, those fans that that are just not, you know what I mean, that are just that just watch and not paying attention to this stuff, they won't be back till your team's good. Period. And there's some cities that are a long way off. They're gonna be missing fans for some years. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. And that's the kind of people you're, you know what I'm saying? So, all right. Anything else? I'm good. Hey, guys. Are cleared. Uh, next week. Yeah, I like that. Next week, uh, we're going to try to pep it up a little bit and have something for you. So, hopefully we can do that. If you got any ideas, shoot them our way. 100%. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. listening to my dad and uncle jake on the bridge to bucktober podcast follow them on twitter facebook and instagram at bridge the number two bucktober don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released clear the deck cannonball coming and let's go bucks